Hey, Martyr. Oh my God, hi. Listeners want to know, what's going on with your love life? Oh my God, don't get me started. These apps have me going crazy. I'm on there for hours, but I can't seem to find a date. Have you heard of Motto? Motto is the new no-nonsense hookup app for gay and queer people. Hookup apps have become a staple in queer culture, but they also come with the bullshit. Headless torsos, blank profiles, catfish after catfish, and I feel like I'm always scrolling the grid. Well, on Motto, every profile is verified by a real human, and every photo has a face. Motto sends you daily matches of people who match your interests and kinks. There are no fees, no ads, and no nonsense. I love that. Sounds like my kind of app. Get Motto today by going to the link in this episode's description or use invite code ZVOGS when signing up. That's ZVOGS when signing up. Ooh, I think I will. Motto, gay and queer hookups without the nonsense. Wig, did you just say wig? Wig, okay. got it did you get that yes <laughs> okay i think so oh my god <laughs> oh my screaming i'm dying well hi kids i'm martyr Babsy tepper and this is wig it out yeah um caitlin i'm very excited for our guest today but who are we doing who are we talking to we got the new and improved because she's very young <laughs> <laughs> athena, athena! <laughs> is it are you Athena 007 or just Athena? You know what's so funny? Athena, I should be 007 because of all the twisted shit that I do. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm oh I'm proudly the only Athena in New York City. I'm taking yeah. that by storm. I see so many everywhere in the United States. Oh no. And I'm I'm holding strong that I'm the only one in New York City. I, I think you are. For now. And, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna um keep it as that as well. We'll fight any bitch that calls herself Athena. I know. For listen, Jan, if, if they could make their career as quick as I did, they could claim it. But <laughs> I, I oh. did it first. We started the show strong. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Yes, we are. Oh my god! Hi, babe. No, no, they- no. I love everyone. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Um, thank you for joining us, babe. Uh, <laughs> You're a pleasure. Ah, um, no, literally, thank you for having me so much. Literally. Oh my God. Anytime. Um, to start the interview off, um, what w- you're a native New Yorker, right? I am. Um, how is it like growing up in New York? Honestly, I, I okay. I I'm very thankful for living in New York. The same apartment that I'm literally doing this interview right now is my childhood bedroom. I lived here all my life. Oh. I've never moved the the furniture you're also like five okay so (laughs) i'm I'm 22 i'm 22 i'm very young see i live with my i live with my parents i'm a native new yorker i genuinely i'm very thankful that i was born and raised in new york honestly this is i don't know growing up everything was very fast like especially living in like one of the main boroughs everything moves like literally so quick that i kind of had to grow up way faster like 
I, my elementary school is right across the street from my house. So by the time I was literally like five or six, I was walking myself to school. Oh, wow. Like usually, yeah, usually you have like your parents doing that mm-hmm. with you. But no, it, near, literally everything's around you. Literally, I would go to the deli by myself with a dollar when everything's cheap back in the day, buy myself my snacks, uh, a drink, and then walk my happy ass to school all mm-hmm. by the, all at the age of five. So literally, it's just, you, grew up, you grew up very quickly here. That's what I'll say. <laughs> so I'm very thankful for that. So I feel like even though I am so young, especially in like in, in the scene, I, I hold myself like very maturely. Like I, I think I'm very like immature here and there just for like the shits and giggles of it. But as far as like professionalism and like all that, I hold myself very maturely. And I think that's because I was born and raised in New York City. I I agree with that, actually. I've You've always been like, you always seem like <laughs> older than you are in like work ethic. So that's, yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Yeah. No, it's definitely, it's definitely something I've noticed and definitely something I appreciate. So thank you. No, <laughs> seriously. Thank you. As I, I see everybody else and, you know, it's a party scene, you know, act wild. And I'm like, <laughs> Ooh, I'm scared to act that wild. Mm. You know, I'm like, Oh, I seen some shit in my days <laughs> in my neighborhood. What do you feel about all these, you know, usually white transplants from the Midwest who always come into our boroughs and take up space? You know, I find staring at someone in particular. No, <laughs> I see that, but that doesn't happen in my area. Like in my mm-hmm. area, I mm, my area is predominantly all POC. I, yeah. There's not necessarily a white family in my neighborhood, literally mm-hmm. at all. Um. But I live in very, like, you could tell everybody around me is a native New Yorker. Mm-hmm. The only thing that I have near me that brings, like, gentrification out here is I live by Queens College. Oh, okay. But my area is so, like, uh, I don't know words. My area is, like, so far away from the city. Like, I'm closer to Long Island. So, mm-hmm. like, nobody really comes out here. Nobody really has a reason to be out here. Yeah. So I'm very lucky to be in an area where not a lot of gentrification is happening. But yet. no, I, honestly, you're right. Yeah, maybe just yet. Because so but you I, you are there, pretty far out. I'm yeah, I'm very far out. Like it literally takes me two hours to get into the city. Oh my god. And it's just a train. And I also I don't live near trains. Do you have a car? How do you get to get I don't have a car? car. Oh, that's hello. That's why I'm thankful I live with my parents. I Uber everywhere. Oh. Oh, T, T, T. Okay. I do, I do drag full time, but like literally all of my money is going right back into my drag. Mm-hmm. It's going into my drag and it's going into my safety. Because I'm a native New Yorker, I trust and believe that at a certain time at night, the subway is scary. That's right. And mm-hmm. I am, after no amount of gig, the way I look, whether I'm in drag or not, am I going to sit down on like a subway at 3 a.m.? Unless I'm like with a group of friends or something mm-hmm. alone, you're crazy. No. Yeah, and my absolutely. parents are the exact same way. They, they know they know what it's like growing up in New York. They know how far we are. That yeah. They're like, listen, if you have to spend money on a $30 Uber or the, the most, mm, the priciest Uber I've ever paid after a gig was 80 bucks just to get oh home. God. That's not and too bad. I, it's <laughs> not worse. too bad. For, for where I am, honestly, for where I am, it's not too bad because even by car, it's still a good like 45 minutes to an hour mm. car ride. So would you ever get a car? Oh, absolutely. I know how to drive. Yeah, I know you do. <laughs> I was like, I know how to, you know, I literally, ooh, 
you know, we could we could keep this on the internet, but I hope the the GOP ain't listening. I totally be driving my mom's car without a license. <laughs> ah! oh, God. <laughs> I totally I'll, I'll go pick her up from work. I'll go to McDonald's. I drove to Brooklyn once. <laughs> you know, I, I drive right back. It's a, I do have a learner's permit. I know how to drive. Oh, okay, but you can still drive on a learner's yeah. No, I I can. Just not alone. <laughs> oh, that's true. I forgot about you know, that. Even once hard Why are you getting your license? <laughs> I just the process of doing it is just so it's not hard. It's not hard. I know it it's sounds not annoying hard. here though. It doesn't say it just sounds it's just I have to do a five hour course, which I don't want to do. And then you have to do your I don't even think I had to do it. Oh, I had you well, didn't, you're from Staten Island, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't have to do it because I think my like my because I took driver's less driving lessons to learn so like I think that qualified for the five hours so I didn't have to do that really oh no yeah yeah it was okay, easy yeah. though it was easy everywhere I so never different. drove again I got my license never drove again <laughs> but it wasn't no, like I honestly, getting license part wasn't hard I, driving to a good will save me so much money but at the same get time you in that. <laughs> there's like no parking near me so it's like what yeah. am I gonna there's do there's also good no parking like when you get to the gigs too exactly yeah Depen- no, depending on what the gig is like if i'm yeah. at good judy's there's at, there's always parking by good judy's um literally anywhere else if i work in hell's kitchen why would i drive to hell's kitchen oh yeah literally why would you <laughs> you could always Honestly, you could always drive your car to the subway because i know i was about people. to say i would take yeah. my car to like the farthest part of queens mm-hmm. try to find parking there and then maybe get on the subway from there where it's more like people around you know yeah yeah, yeah totally it's i'm on the i'm on the e line the ef mm. so my train has like a lot of crazy people because oh, yeah. for some reason whatever train leads to an airport always has like crazy uh, people on it it's always the trains that lead to the airport yeah i well, I've i think the e here. is one of the longest lines too or something it, so like it, a no, lot of homeless really people is. stay on it yeah no, the E honestly is the longest line because it takes you all the way like downtown to the World Trade Center. Yeah. To all the way like past the me in Queens. Mm-hmm. So no, it's a very long train. So that's also why like I hate it. You know, mm-hmm. I don't want to sit on a train for a long time. We got, I love we, listening we to Native Americans talk to each other. <laughs> We're <laughs> just angry. <laughs> you see, no, this I, is what I mean. Yeah. I, no, I was thinking about like the the train ride stuff because I will take the train at three a.m. looking like I do, but the the secret is you look crazy. So you, no you gotta be one of the crazy you. people. <laughs> yeah. That's what Bob the drag queen used to say. Too. I'm one of the crazy people, mm-hmm. so it's just it's cause I look scary to other people. Like I don't I don't walk around with like that's a knife. That's so funny. Anything. I like literally I scare people so I'm like I'm I'm fine you you're really? the clown yeah the I'm clown. the clown oh, no. oh yeah I'm fine with it it, it means I'm safe and, so yeah I'm yeah you're safer <laughs> you're literally just staring at people and start barking yeah. everybody's gonna run <laughs> oh especially if I'm wearing my shades um I love just like <laughs> like if I see people like getting uncomfortable with me I'll just like slowly turn my head and look at them. <laughs> And they freak out. No, that is so camp. <laughs> Literally, that is so camp of you. <laughs> Maybe I'm having fun with it. I, if it means I can get home in one piece, I'm fine with it. <laughs> but are the trade rides like are the trade rides long? No, like, I'm how pretty long are you on a train for it. Uh, I'm pretty centralized in Williamsburg, so I can right? take like four separate lines and be fine. So like longest ones usually like maybe 30 minutes. I can literally walk oh, to come on everybody like it's oh can you yeah if i could walk to a gig that would literally look bless like if there's there's nothing near me there's no gay bars (laughs) near me i like literally all the gay bars 
um, in Queens are Astoria. And it literally, yeah. I, in order for me to get to Astoria by public transportation, I have to go all the way around Queens. Like, there's no direct line there. Mm. That's um, like, this is also why I just take a car everywhere. So in 2017, you discovered drag watching season seven Snatch Game. I did, yeah. Literally the and how old were you? <laughs> oh my god in 2017 yeah. i was oh i was i was 15 going on 16 Aww. oh my god and, yeah in 2017 i was 15 going on 16 and i literally at that time i was obsessed with mob wives like oh, okay. it, it, it was on tv so the, literally the way i found drag was so funny i was obsessed with mob wives that i would go on youtube and i would just watch like mob wives fights like i was a reality tv girl like i loved bad girls club i loved all those shows oh yeah so you know, when you're on YouTube, random videos just pop up, you know, and all that jazz. So I was watching Mob Wives and then I saw this video and it was like, it was season seven Snatch Game with Big Ange. This is the, and I saw Big Ange. I was like, oh my God, Big Ange, what is this? And then I went and then I saw like what it was. All I saw, I saw RuPaul and I saw like the season seven contestants. I was like, what the fuck is this? And I was listening to Pearl's Big Ange because I was like obsessed with my wife at the time. I was like, oh my God, this is so funny. And then one Snatch Game led to another Snatch Game, led to another Snatch Game, led to like the RuPaul's Drag Race YouTube page to where I was kind of just watching everything. So I honestly, like I, I found out what Drag Race was first before like I found out what drag was. So I was watching like these little clips of Drag Race and I said, I don't know, like literally, I don't know what it was about it. Like literally... It was also the time I was discovering like what gay was. So I think that's also why I had an obsession with like all these like females that, like in, in reality TV. Mm-hmm. So literally just watching different YouTube channels. I just, once I th- saw like the Drag Race YouTube channel, it stuck with me. It truly didn't. I just kept watching Drag Race. I remember my first, mm, this was tw- 2017. So yeah, in 2017 is when, uh, all-stars three came out and then season nine or vice versa season nine and then all-stars three so i remember oh my god actually i do remember what clicked it that's also the year i went to my first pride so i discovered what drag race was and all that watched the videos then i went to my very first pride with my sister who's also gay she is like a full-on butch lesbian all that jazz and we went to pride and then there was sasha velour on the rupaul's drag race float so I remember seeing her like, oh my God, like that's a drag queen. And then my sister's roommate like introduced me what season nine was and season nine was my first season. I watched that on, on demand because I had time on the cable. I watched, <laughs> it, on, yeah, <laughs> I watched it on demand. And then it led to, that's when All Stars 3 came out. So I watched All Stars 3 as my first drag race season like on television into like uh, season 10 and all that. So as I was watching it, I don't know. It literally, it just stuck to me. I, I just started finding out makeup. I just started picking it up. I, I went to my best friend's house at the time. My, this is somebody who has known since I, I was in pre-K. Like I've known this bitch since I was literally four. I would, she lives around the corner from me. I would go to her house all the time. She had a bunch of makeup and she'd be like, do whatever the fuck you want. And she would just sit there and I would start playing with her makeup, go watch movies. And I just started teaching myself how to do drag makeup. Like, I didn't, I didn't learn how to put on foundation and then be pretty. The first thing I learned how to do is I picked up a glue stick and I started gluing down my brows. 
And I literally, I was like, I'm going to learn how to do this first. And then from there, I just literally, I never stopped loving drag. When did you decide to start performing? Performing, I was doing all my life. So I think that's (laughs) also what like really stuck with it. Like I, in elementary school, I went to um, an arts camp in Long Island. So I would play, it was like musical, it was a music kind of musical theater camp. Like I did music all my life from elementary school and middle school and high school and college a little bit when I went. Um, And I was always dancing out there. I was always doing stuff. In high school, I was doing musical theater productions. I was uh, I was always in the chorus. I was always in the choir. Like that's why I went to high school literally specifically for music. I went for a music program. I was I was always dancing. I taught myself how to do a split. I taught myself how to do all my tricks. Like I don't know. I was always moving. That it was just a love that I always had. So when I found out what drag was, and I really saw like, I saw then I saw the lip syncs. So I saw everybody dancing and shit. I said, oh, I can like piece everything together. Mm-hmm. Like literally the way I found drag was it was just so weird. Oh my god, my drag, my drag life kind of sounds like a Hell's Kitchen storyline. <laughs> Weaponizing my BFA. Yeah, I ah, mean, screaming. but I mean, that's just you know, that's how a lot of people. It was, get into it. It was mm-hmm. just like this little thing leading to this little thing leading to this little thing to where it all like mixes together to drag. And then when did you end up going into the clubs and stuff? How old were you? I he was young. <laughs> no, I this was I didn't turn 21 till way after the pandemic. And mm. the pan, when the pandemic hit, I just turned 19. Mm. So yeah. even if even if I wanted to get a fake ID and shit, I wasn't allowed. I oh my god, I remember. Oh, fun, fun fact about how I made it into the clubs. I was on Tinder one day and I just I was just swiping on Tinder. And then you know how sometimes people put their Instagrams and like their thing? Yeah. I saw somebody post somebody posted. Uh, themselves in drag is one of their profiles so I was like what the fuck so I, went, I found their Instagram because in their caption then I was like looking at their story and they posted that they were doing a drag competition and I don't know what the fuck you know you know literally I was at work when I decided to do this <laughs> too I was at work and I was talking to whatever vendor was next to me I was like should I do this competition I was like I'm not even 21 should I do it and it was Audrey Phoenix's um uh, uh, Sunday showcase at Icon. I oh. I turned twenty one in four months. I was still twenty. I was like, should I do this? I was like, fuck. And the girls were like, fuck it, go for it. And I did it. I was like, fuck it. I brought my mom. I brought my my siblings. I brought my family. Oh. I had no I had no gay friends. Literally, I all my gay friends I have now are I met through the scene. I had no gay friends. All my friends were straight all my life. So I brought them all with me. And then I, I went to this competition and I won. <laughs> and I then immediately that. got kicked out. Because I was <laughs> in 21. I remember all of this happening. Oh, exactly. you, you were there for this. I was there for the, all of it. Yeah, you, you were there for all of this. When, I, when the pandemic was lifting is when I needed a job. And I knew, mm, I knew the job because of um, RuPaul's Drag Race. Mm. That's what I'm saying. I, um, they kept promoting the brand. I was like, ooh, what is this? I found out the brand had a store location. And I decided to apply. Um, where did you when did you decide to get have the name Athena? Oh, Athena, I've had since uh 
junior year of high school soft freshman to sophomore year is when I started figuring out like drag and like playing mm-hmm. with the makeup but the name I always had set I I don't like to think of my drag persona and me as a different character I like to think mm-hmm. it's the same person just like fluid because even out of drag I'm still performing and shit y'all see me out I, I have a good time I just get paid when I put the wig on so I didn't want such a drastic difference between my government name and my drag name I'll spell my government name my, my name is Ethan so Athena's just an uh it's just an anagram of Ethan it's just mm-hmm. the letters mixed around with an extra a is that the yeah, right word anagram yeah close enough I think so I don't I have no idea I'm know. pretty not smart <laughs> I have no idea but yeah it's just the letters mixed around because I'm like I don't want such a huge difference like I don't want like a whole other persona because I'm like it's still me at the end of the day I know why no, why no last making. name though I don't know that is a great question I just I never just I never had a last name I never picked one I just think like you're gonna be like Cher Madonna kind of like, like yeah I don't know I'm the same reasoning I, I, last names are dumb <laughs> sorry there's <laughs> <laughs> like no shade to anybody who has a last name but like Bitch, I am Athena. Like, I am the exactly. one, the only one, the number one. You know what I mean? Exactly. That's, That's how a, I feel, too. <laughs> right? That's a, I don't, that is so funny. I've never just thought of a last name. I literally just thought of, no, bitch, I'm Athena. Like, that's me. That's I'm it. her. That's it. Boots. Uh, who have been your big influences on your drug? Oh, well, honestly, what really pushed my drag in the beginning was Aja. Her season nine promo, that's honestly what really pushed me to start drag. When I saw her, when Aww. I saw that picture came out, I said, "Whoa!" I said, "This is like," I said, "Oh my god, she just has so much cut dripping off of her." <laughs> that it literally hit me through the screen. I was like, "Oh my god!" So she and everything about Ajla, the way she performs, the way she dresses, like that's what really pushes me now. But. Mm, Honestly, who really, really pushes me now is my drag mother, Essence. Like, I just knew drag through, like, Drag Race. And there were so many, like, different queens, different styles that I was like, ooh, I have no idea, like, what direction I want to go in. But as soon as I turned, like, 21 and I started going out to the scene, I started seeing, like, the local girls. I started seeing, like, these queens every day sort of say. And Essence has always stuck with me. Essence was there at my drag debut. She was uh, the DJ that night. And I remember as soon as I was done performing, she grabbed that microphone and she was like, I want you to be a part of my drag family. Oh, and then I literally just been watching her. I've, I've watched her growth within like these last few years, like from when she was still doing like drag makeup. She had like pounds of makeup on and I lived for it. To her, like her soft and cut now, like I witnessed all of that and that just inspires me as well. Like the way she's just so fluent, the way she performs, she's so mesmerizing to me. Like I love that bitch so much. I truly do. That's mother. so you are almost at your two-year anniversary of doing like drag full-time I guess or like drag like consistently yeah yeah a a year full-time but two years consistently how have you made drag your full-time career because that's something that a lot of queens like struggle with and they want to do but they just never get to that level you know it's so funny I really don't okay no actually 
I could speak on this. I could speak on this. You can gonna, speak on this. That's what I'm asking you. <laughs> I, I was gonna have. I don't know. I was gonna say like honestly, I don't know. Like, don't be humble. No, I do. Have, I do have two reasons. I'm gonna. I'm gonna give you my humble answer, and then I'm gonna give you like my cunt answer. So Let's my humble answer is honestly like, I just love drag so much. When I I quit my job, and I I just knew. I, I drag has always been something that I wanted to do. It's always been my mind. It's always been my main focus. Whether I'm not like the 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 biggest social media queen, but regardless, drag has always been on my mind. It's, it's on my mind twenty four seven. It truly is. So I quit my job, and when I started realizing that I was getting booked more, I realistically should not have quit my job. I should not have like crossed off such a a broad source of income like I was making really good money that really helped me do my drag and I I know my drag per se is very expensive because I, I like what I do and I like good shit good quality shit so I will spend the money for it so when I decided to do drag full-time I, d- I did it on a whim I said you know what I'm just gonna do it I was just sitting at home doing nothing I was like I should be working right now I was a little depressed for a while but after but then I was still getting booked at the same time. I was working at least one or two times a week, you know, just doing drag. But the more I started doing drag full time, the more I started realizing like, you know, as much as this is a profession, this is also like a job. This is like an art form, but it's also business, you know? It's like, as soon as you start seeing it in that point of view, I think that helps a lot because now that this is my full-time job, as much as it's my art form, I know bars could you, this is New York City bars could grab any sort of queen but when I walk into a place I want to know that I'm walking in with being respectful I want to walk in saying saying hello to everyone I want to walk in knowing that I'm not a mess I'm walking in that I know I look good I don't stink I'm not being an at I don't have an attitude I'm walking in knowing that like even if I am quiet at first when it's time for me to perform and when it's time for me to do my job or when it's time for me to host, I know that I'm giving that shit my hundred. So I know just when to put my, where and when to put my energy in. Like I, I don't, I don't necessarily drink also. So I'm like, that also keeps it on the bright side. So I'm not like going in like feeling like sluggish or anything. I'm going and feeling like I just smoked. I'm feeling good. I'm having a good time. I just, honestly, I'm just very like, I try to be positive. I feel like the nicer you are, the sweeter you are, like the more people want to work with you. So it's like, if I'm going in, I'm showing that I love drag. This is what I do. I, I know what I could do hundred percent. So I'm like, I'm here. This is what I look like. This is what I do. I'm respectful. I'm not doing that to be like, be like a kiss ass, but that's just how I naturally am. So the more people start realizing like, Hey, I am a cool person to work with. I'm respectful. That's how you get more jobs. If you walk in somewhere acting like, ooh, I'm the queen here, I'm this, 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 and that, people are going to read that so negatively. If, I, if I'm working with the bitch who I'm just kind of sitting there and this bitch is like ranting, talking about other people, talking about this, talking about that, why would I want to work with you again? Because you just gave me like negative energy. I want to work with somebody where if I'm showing up, I'm going to have a good time. So I'm one of those show up and have a good time divas. I show up with the joint. Who want to smoke? Anybody want to smoke? Like shit like that. So that's why I pride myself on being a full-time like girl. Like I'm somebody people want to work with. Like, you know, as much as I want to work, like people want to work with me. And I think that's what definitely hinders people. You kind of, they kind of walk in with like, 
a certain attitude, a certain like, oh, I'm booked on this night. This is that. So I'm going to be like, I, I don't, I don't know how to like put it in words. You know what I mean? No, that was, but, that was I great. Think you did. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that, that was, that was great. Was now, great? Uh, yeah, in my boots. <laughs> <laughs> uh, working with you, I, I was going to say like, you're, I, I don't know anybody that has like a negative thing to say about you. Like, Thank you. and I, I'm not, I always say this to our guests because I, I don't want them to think I'm doing this, um, but like, I'm not blowing smoke up your ass either. Just like, mm-hmm. I, I haven't heard any negative thing about you. You're always like, you're just like kind of pe- like, you're nice to people. You're bubbly to people. So like, Thank that you. is like a, a big thing that like people looked forward um, and like booking people too. And like, you have yeah. a great personality and you're an amazing performer. So like, l- let's say this, let's say me and you have, we- we did a competition together. Me and you, we've done Bitch Fest together. We actually, we were next to each other when we were getting ready and all that. I, mm. Whatever our minds were going through, it was a very stressful night for everyone there. Yeah. <laughs> when we were together, not at one point did I be like, oh my God, my, my tear shit is all over my shit. You know, you yeah. stay to yourself. I stay to myself. I try not to take up other people's space. And there are also queens there or queens, things and kings, everybody, drag artists. I'll just say drag artists. Yeah. There's also drag artists there who everybody stayed to their certain section, but you know, things could get everywhere, you know? I'm not saying specifically this night, but you know, I, when I got home, when I, when I got home after Bitch Fest the next day, I've noticed somebody else's props were all up in my bag. Like Ooh. they were spilled in my bag. I'm not gonna say whose, but I know whose, I, I know whose it was. Cause I remember watching the thing. I just, this is like shit like that. Like, you know, if you're gonna have all these props and shit, just be like courteous, you know, just keep mm-hmm. all your shit to yourself. I, if I had props, I actually, I did have props, all my garbage, all my shit. I try to keep to myself, whether it's a competition, whether it's a gig, if it's my shit, my shit is going to be tucked in the corner. It's going to be whatever. That way, when, if people want to work with me, they know, oh, her shit is not going to be everywhere. Her shit is going to be in her corner by herself. She's a clean queen, you know, Yeah, yeah. like she's not going to be m- messing up the green room. I like to think of shit like that, whether it's a competition or not, I'm in this venue. I want to work in this venue again. You know, people, there are cameras and shit. So, you know, people can see, like, if you're being messy and all that. But, and I was. Thank you. Ah, no, no, no. Yeah, well, no. <laughs> no, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. But just shit like that, like, you know, like, I, I like to, I'm just professional. I just love drag so much that I just know how much it means to me. I know the reasons I'm doing drag. I know, like, what, what I get from doing drag. It, it helps financially so I want I just want to be professional as, as I can like I you know partying and a gig are two different things you know a gig yeah. you're working you can have party while you're, while you're working but you know the girl it is a job I know I my whole philosophy too is like I won't even like drink until like I'm done for the night right then like, that's different have fun yeah. you know yeah. it's over yeah Af- that's afters 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 um, but I don't well, want, I don't want to be on like a microphone hosting and being like all fucked up because that makes that's like me at the end of the day. Yeah. It's like uh, why would we why would we want to work with her if she can't even host? Uh-huh. I'm not trying to ooh, that sounded like shade. I'm talking about me. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I was talking about me there. And on that that's, note, <laughs> I think we should take our first little break. <laughs> <laughs> we'll take a break. <laughs> we'll take a little break, kids. We'll be right back. Yes. Bye. Wait, did you just say wig? Wig, okay. I know, wig, I feel that. 
flying. And we're back. We're back. Uh-huh. So we talked a little bit about it on the break, but your mom is actually very supportive of your drag. Oh, absolutely. Of the gigs. <laughs> what was she it does. like growing up with such a support system there? Um, I'm going to be honest, that support system wasn't always there. Okay. It's, uh, it's because we're, I'm the youngest of all my family. Um, so it just came with like age and shit. My parents have always like supported us and shit, but when me and my sister were both coming out as queer, it was just like a rocky road at first. Mm-hmm. Um, I've never witnessed it because I'm seven years after my sister. So she's the one that came out as gay and all that shit. So she's the one who like broke that bridge down for me and like, well, I'll say cross that bridge. She crossed the bridge. The bridge is still sturdy. So she crossed that bridge of like opening up, like having gay children to our parents and shit. Um, and it, it was always a rocky road because, you know, most families, they do want that like perfect. My children are going to keep having kids, all that jazz. They're very traditional. They're very like that. Mm-hmm. Native New Yorkers and all their families very traditional also. So they kind of wanted to continue. But after a while, like, once my parents, like, really started realizing, like, how happy we were, that's when they really were, like, you know what, as long as my kids are happy, I'm happy. My parents grew very much into that. So they're very happy. My sister is with her partner, and she moved out, has her own place, has her dogs, has, like, her little kids. So once my sister found, like, her train, that's when my parents grew onto the support bus and all that. Now, when it came down to drag... My parents were like, what the fuck is this? Like, <laughs> they were very like, oh my God. Um, their main concern was my safety. I don't even know like how they felt about drag truly. So their main concern was like my safety and shit. But once they started figuring out like, oh, I'm, by- I'm getting myself to and from the gig and I'm making myself my money. That's when my parents, they got on this train and they said, oh, we riding together then. They said, oh, you got it? You you figured it out? Like, you're making this a job? Oh, okay, we're, we're on this bus together. Then they're, they're hopping on this train. We're riding this bridge, no problem. My mom, uh, she comes to majority of all my gigs. I have to force her not to come to some. She comes to all the brunches because she works at a school. So she comes to the brunches and she'll be there in the morning. She'll, she has such a key. And I love when my mom comes to the gigs because it's, it's actually really funny. And it's like to say that I have that support, like, you know, it's funny. And my mom is really just like me. So that's why I'd be telling her, like, no, don't come. Because I know how she's going to act at the gig. <laughs> so she's just like me for real. So I never really bring her to the night one. So that's why nobody at Pitch Fest has seen her yet. I, I, sure. don't, know, I, I don't know I if don't you should her. bring her to <laughs> Oh, no. Pitch, Pitch, Pitch I'm that's how I'm like, uh-uh. I can't. <laughs> no, I definitely won't be bringing my mom to Pitch Fest. <laughs> I love it, though. But I definitely will not be. Ah, uh, yeah. Um, and my father, like, he, he's still on defense with it. You know, all fathers are, like, your youngest child literally is dressing up and, like, drag and they're cross-dressing for money. And it's, like, I'm also, I'm also very femme-presenting in my drag. And I'm very, like, very female-presenting in my drag. So he's just very concerned with my safety. But he works night shifts in, like, a building. So when he's getting ready to go to work, I'm getting ready to go to the gig. So like I'm I'm getting painted and I'm just walking in my Uber as he's leaving the door at the same time. So he, that his concern is always that. But when he comes home in the morning and I'm up counting my like my earnings from the night and he sees like the stacks of money and he can see like the big bills, he'll he'll be like, This is all last night. I'm like, Yeah. He'll be like, oh, okay. 
and then he'll walk <laughs> away so i he once he started understanding like it's a hustle and it's a business because he's like he's from like new york in the 80s and all that so he knows about like the hustling gig and he knows about all of that shit like you know so when he sees like i was like this, this is my version of hustling he was like oh okay okay and then i introduced both of them to rupaul's drag race so they've seen a little bit of it and he goes they're like oh so this is something that you could do and all this i was like it's an idea i don't know if it's gonna happen but this is basically where i could end up you know so i i'm very thankful to have like my family support um most of my siblings came to my gig my sister comes to my shows um one of my brothers has come to my brunches <laughs> my drag is very not family friendly so <laughs> i don't think my family should be coming to my shows my mom was that bad yeah, like, I, I don't say, think I don't it's like think inappropriate. Yeah, depending on what I wear, I guess. Okay, so. Fair, fair. I I do I do have my nights where I just love a just a fishnet gown, <laughs> just just a a fishnet dress, a bra, and a panty, and that's it. Let's keep it pushing. <laughs> so I'm screaming. Um, um, from your blood family to your drag family, tell us more about your like your drag mom, also your drag grandma oh hibiscus grandma i love her yeah honestly drag, okay my drag family i'm very lucky for it i think i have one of like the most like heartfelt drag families in new york city like i i truly do like love them and i truly do like feel like a love from them so i i generally see my drag family as my blood family especially because i said a little bit before but in high school and growing up like all my friends were straight I maybe had like one or two gay friends I've like guys but I've never been like close with them I've never been like oh my god this is me and my gay bestie and we're pumping the world literally my best friends for a majority of high school was my girl best friend and her boyfriend like I was third wheeling with them literally for like three years <laughs> like pumping so when I started coming out to the gay scene and I started coming out to New York City nightlife and I started like seeing you know, like just people who have the same interest as me you know like my interest with my straight friends were we like smoking weed we like going out we like spending money you know like we just like hanging out so that's honestly what we did but when I found like queer people who understood like my language who understood like what I'm working towards who understood like my true happiness which was on, which is honestly drag, like who truly do get it. It true. It just honestly changed the trajectory of like my life. Honestly, <laughs> being surrounded by people who like truly do get it, and they, like my, my drag mother and aunts are my drag mother's essence, and my drag aunts are Boys Charm, Rain, Blue, and Roquet, and they were like the first few people that I met in the scene. I met Essence first. And then I went out and I met them. And from each and every one of them, I got like nothing but genuine love. Like I speak to Roquet almost all the time. And that is like when I'm, that's my cousin from the Bronx, you know, like that's, that's my auntie from the Bronx. You know, like she genuinely just reminds me of like true blood family. Same thing, like when I started coming out, Boys Charm would book me nonstop. Like she is the reason why I honestly became a full-time drag queen. When I was still working with you, Caitlin, and I wanted to have gigs on a Monday or a Thursday. I would go straight to Boyish's house, take the L train. I would get ready in her living room and then we'll pump together. 
and she's the reason why I was working. So honestly, Boy's Charm is a true reason why I'm a full-time drag queen. Um, and that's like, that's just genuine love right there. Like they all really had faith in me. They all genuinely accepted me too. Like they saw, like, I guess they saw my effort like through just like what I was doing, how I looked. Um, and yeah, I, I literally just, whenever I met them, I, I truly just felt like genuine love, you know? Like and that, from people who truly get it. So that's like those hoes, my drag family, they're so important to me. But like right now, my closest sisters are Miss Mamshi, Purse. Uh, oh my God, I have so many. Oh, I have so many divas. Uh, Catalina, Jacobs. I have divas from other cities that I'm really close with. Like my divas from Philly, Little Peas, Illyria, Relasting. Like those are my divas. And the, I, you know, they're just queer people who get it, you know? So that's what. Uh, I love my family boots. Like your, your family's like powerhouses. I love all of them. No, that's the thing. They're yeah. and yeah, they are such powerhouses. Like I personally, mm, I don't think I've ever met somebody who's ever had anything negative to say about them. Like everybody is very loving. They're always there to support the community. They have pointless opportunities to give out to people. I've seen them book uh, many of different drag artists in Brooklyn, new and like older generations. That's I'm like, I truly feel like I was like blessed to be born in that drag family because all of them are so cunt. They all give me like cunt opportunities. I see them give other people cunt opportunities. Like, oh, I just love them. They're just so genuine. That's what, and oh, only one, only Essence is the only one who's not a native New Yorker. So that's also why I truly do love them. Mm. when I met them that's also what we bonded on about how we were all like native New Yorkers Roque Blue and Boyish are from the Bronx and Rain is from Queens I I just so happen to be adopted by the one that's from Texas but hey I love her still (laughs) (laughs) but that's also why I truly did bond with them that's my drag family boots Uh, you wrote that you claim that you're a Brooklyn drag artist but you work all around New York City (laughs) 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 i i love brooklyn drag no i i truly do love brooklyn drag i (laughs) no i do i work i i so i got my start in queens i dipped my toes in manhattan um i've never worked in the bronx or staten island but i don't really count those and but like (laughs) brooklyn always is, is where i'm like the most happiest it's i don't know this is brooklyn really is the only drag in New York City that is so different like I could see everything in Brooklyn if I want to go see a dancer I could definitely go see a dancer if I want to go see somebody do a five-minute number while wearing a garbage bag I could totally do that and they're not like just standing there like oh look I'm in a garbage bag like no there's they're giving fucking shows in this garbage bag it's like (laughs) there's a there's a passion behind everything out in Brooklyn that I, Brooklyn's just artsy. That's why I like. Everywhere else is is definitely drag. It's like a job, but Brooklyn is a drag. It's it's a job, and it's just like so artsy. That like I just feel everybody like the way everybody is so creative and honestly so inspirational. Also, so I think that's why I definitely want to like hold as a Brooklyn drag artist because I see so many different people like, do, oh my god, like just do so many different things. And it's, it honestly is so inspirational. It, it kind of reminds me like 
I don't have to be pigeonholed in a certain type of drag, in a, in a drag form also. Like when I started, I thought I had to be a dancer. I thought I had to be kicker. I had to be a flipper and all of this. I had to do stunts off the bat. I thought that's what I had to do. Mm-hmm. That's what I get booked to do. But when yeah. I started going around in Brooklyn, that's when I, that's like, it truly did like stick to me. Like, oh, that's not what I have to do. This is what I want to do. Like, I want to do all that, but I don't have to do that. Like I, when I competed in Bitch Fest, I, I won my respective month by not dancing at all. I danced the first week out of the four and then the rest, I, I just used it as like an opportunity to just have fun. Because when people are in Brooklyn, they want to see shows. They want to see like all of it. Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm like, Brooklyn is home boobs. Brooklyn has my heart. <laughs> um, so you're part of a rotating monthly cast at venues, a more loco and playhouse. What's that yes. been like? <laughs> Honestly, so fab. <laughs> I, I have a monthly brunch in um, Times Square at a venue called a more loco literally it's nothing but like straight people it's like 95 percent of the time nobody has no like they have no idea what's happening <laughs> but because growing up all my friends are straight i totally know how to do with the like background <laughs> like they i i totally know how to speak to them i totally know like yeah, I have no idea what's happening. But hey, me too. Let's have let's give it like Do you have to explain the rules to them? Because I feel like that's a big thing. Oh yeah. no, I definitely I definitely have to explain the ABCs of drag there. But it's yeah. like A stands for alcohol. Make the music you're drinking. And then people are like, hey, you know, all that. The only thing that they really struggle with is tipping. Oh no. At first. Okay. Once mm-hmm. once the ball is like rolling. When people start realizing like, oh, okay, like, l- let me, let me tip them to have a good time. And we also like leave our Venmos out. That's when mm-hmm. like people really start getting the flow. So if nobody has cash, I'll be like, damn, as long as, as long as people are having fucked up, because my main thing, if I'm working somewhere, I just want to have a good time. I'm getting paid to be here regardless. You know, as much as I mm-hmm. love the extra tips, mm-hmm. it's not the end of the world. You know? Yeah. yeah I have no idea. This is happening. It's okay. <laughs> so I'm just like, as long as I get people drunk, as long as we just have a good time um everything's gonna be worth it and by the end by the end of brunch I'd be having like 30 dollars from one person in my Venmo and I'd be, I'd be walking out with like 100 bucks just in Venmo and I'm like Good. oh this I'm like, <laughs> okay look at this and then where else Playhouse. I have, I, yeah I don't want I don't know mm. you don't want to talk about it no, no, no. I, oh. I could talk about it. I was okay. just like, I don't know if it's an actual monthly. I kind of just say it's the monthly because I'm there once a month. <laughs> it, it's, it's literally the monthly like, now. <laughs> I'm like, it's not an actual like, oh, it's an assigned monthly. I'm just so happy to be there once a month at Playhouse on Friday <laughs> with the drag DJ, well, with DJ Two Face. Oh, love him. Love, love Two Face. No, literally, I was at another gig and he saw me, and from there he was like, "What do you do on Fridays?" I was like, "Nothing." He was like. You want to start working at Playhouse? I was like, of course. Like, yes. Well, yes. And ever oh, yes. since then, I'm, I'm there at least at least once a month. For Pride, I opened and closed Pride Month. So I oh, felt, shit. R- r- yeah, I felt really cunt doing that. <laughs> uh, yeah, I felt really cunt. <laughs> but yeah, that's a, uh, and in most of my gigs, I don't know. Maybe if people listen to this, they'll stop it. But I'm, I'm sort of a last minute queen. <laughs> like, I my get I would have nothing for like two weeks 
And then randomly before the weekend, people are like, hey, can you do this? Can you do this? Can you do this? I'm like, sure. So now that my, like my weekend's filled up, like entirely, I was doing nothing this weekend. But now I'm double booked on Friday and I have a gig on Saturday. Yes. That's like, I'm just, that's, I was like, I kind of manifest it. But this, this is also the perks of being like a full-time queen. It's like, you're not doing anything. Your schedule is free. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, if you're going out and you're working and people know like, oh, I could, I could hit her up if I need somebody last minute and I know she's going to come cut and I know she's going to be like presentable and all this. That's why I'm like, it's ups and downs, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like, people know I'm available, but people wait last minute to tell me shit. <laughs> Better late so, than never. <laughs> I know. It's just like, damn. It's like on a day that I have a gig, it's like, I want to look skinny. I don't want to eat. So I'm not going to do too much. But then somebody texts me last minute, like, hey, can you come in? Meanwhile, like, I'm stuffing two slices of pizza down my throat. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God. I'll be there in time. <laughs> <laughs> no, literally, I, I did a brunch. I was like, I'm going to save money by going home and I'll take the train. I got out of the face. As soon as I hit, as soon as I got on the train, somebody texted me like, hey, can you come do the gig tonight? No. I was I was like, what? Literally got all the way home, did my eyes down, threw on bangs, and then I headed out. <laughs> I was like the life of a showgirl, yeah. <laughs> That's and this smart. Was, this was Pride Eve. Oh my so, God. Uh, yeah, just getting to the gig. I literally did my face and like, 15 30 minutes I just I threw on a face and I left I'm like I have to be at the gig in an hour I was like oh god but listen it oh. gave it Sounds gave it. yeah <laughs> I had a Bang- great time hello <laughs> bangs will save a girl every once in a while bangs oh my god bangs and eyeliner <laughs> It saves a girl a lot you, of time. You get it. You get it. See, you get it. <laughs> <laughs> the girls that get it, get it. You get it. <laughs> Watch the uh, summer, tr- the, oh, the fall trend is going to be bangs and eyeliner. Watch. <laughs> that's what I'm going to wear out the right now. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Actually, where are my bangs? Let me put it on right now. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, so you, you've done a few competitions, Drag Wars and Mother. What were, what were those competitions like? And then we'll, we can talk about Bitch Fest right after. I'll, yeah, I'll say Bitch Fest at the end. But yeah. when, all of the competitions I did in New York City, like I've done like all the, like the basic ones basic. for like the newer queens, the, the uh, like baby queens. I've done, my first gig ever was a competition at Icon with Audrey Phoenix. I won it. I was like, oh, boom, this feels, this feels great. And I waited till I turned 21. And on my 21st birthday, I did Drag Wars because my 21st birthday landed on a Monday. Uh, I won oh, it. Wow. I was like, oh, wow, this feels cut. Um, I did open call at the Ritz my first time. I won it. I was like, oh, wow, I'm going to roll. Literally, <laughs> every, every first competition I've done, I've always won it. Whenever I've gone back to do it, I fail miserably. No. <laughs> I always lose so bad. That's I'm like, no. I'm done with competitions. I always do competitions once and then I never touch them again because I always fail. I mean, I I guess that's the way to do it. <laughs> Leave an impression, never go back. No, <laughs> never that, go that's back. Literally, that's literally exactly what it is. You go in, you give all that you got. That way they know what you got because next time you come, it's not going to be the same, but it's still going to be cut. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I, I gave it all last week you want to book me <laughs> no um, but no literally so, that just go for the go 
places for the first time, give a good impression, and it is what it is from there. Yeah. So uh, we okay. we know you, you both have done bitch fest. What was yes. what's that experience been like? <laughs> My tear. Right here, it's your time to talk. Um, you know, um, no, it was, I, I, I love Butch Pitch Fest. I, I, I said it at the finale. Um, I did get, I started doing Bitch Fest, or I really wanted to get involved with Bitch Fest because I'll say it now. Um, I was left out of Bushwig last year, and I was just, I was just like, I've been doing it for so long. It was kind of, it, it hurt a lot because I thought like the community like kind of forgot about me. So I did bitch fest because I was like, I'm still fucking here, motherfuckers. <laughs> um, and, and boom. And boom. Um, yeah, so it, it was really cool. And I also got like, I got reacquainted with the community again. I also met some more like baby queen or I don't want to say baby queens, um, but like you know, they are new generation, new generation, new generation, new generation, um, because they wouldn't have known about me without bitch fest. And I, I, I'm mm-hmm. very appreciative of that. And um, so I, I had a great experience. Uh, I going in, I knew I wasn't gonna win. So finale, I would just the sort of finale. like let's just no, give it. Okay, <laughs> but listen, your month was extra cunt because you won out of other winners. It was like everybody yeah. had to win to be in your month. So that's what I'm always gonna remind you about. Like you won out of winners, <laughs> so that's very kind of you. Thank my you. month, I, I had I had fun doing my month. I wanted to do bitch fest ever since last ever since like last year, the first season. Mm-hmm. I wanted to do it so bad, but but by the time I got interest, the finale was already there, so it was yep. like boom. Same. And then this year, um, <laughs> this year I remember Zava asked me like she asked me the first time, and I was like, oh, I'm sorry, I can't do it. I forgot when it was, what month it was for, whatever. Then I feel like we talked about. I'm trying to remember. I know she definitely asked me, but I was like, I'm so sorry, I can't do it. But I, I was like, damn, she asked me. I wanted to do it so fucking bad. I was like, damn, she's asking me. I was like, I want to do it. I want to do it. Then scheduling wise, and oh, then I was thinking about doing it in January, but then scheduling wise, I couldn't do it. But as soon as I found out my month, my February, like some days were free. The first thing I did, I looked at her. I said, hey, because I saw her at Hush. I said, hey, girl. And before, before she could get a word out, she said, bitch fest. I said, yep. I said, it's time. I said, I'm ready. It's time. It's time. So then I remember <laughs> she looked at me and said, bitch fest. I said, yep. And then that was the end of our conversation. We never spoke <laughs> about it again. I didn't even know if I was in it or not. Like, not even joking. I was just like, oh, I don't think I'm in bitch fest. Like, she never got back to me. Like, we never talked about it. But then everybody else was like, oh, no, bitch, she's saying your name at the gig. They're like, like, no, she said you're in it. She said you're there. I was like, oh, woo, yes, I did it. (laughs) I was like, finally. I I wanted to do Bitch Fest just because I knew of, like, the artistic background it had. Like, I knew nobody there was truly, like, a dancer. If I'm not mistaken, I don't think anybody there was just, like, relied on. Actually, I don't remember. Not until, like, about probably groovy groovy and you that's what i'm saying i was like i don't remember i don't remember if there were like dancers dancers i know jupiter's a dancer but i wasn't really there for her month last year but as far as this year there weren't a lot of dancers and all that so i just remember bitch fest being like more of like an art showcase competition and i just knew i was just like i i need to touch that i was just like i need to get my hands on like that side of drag 
I was like, that side of drag is very Brooklyn and it's very like creative. Like, you know, I smoke a lot of fucking weed. So sometimes I smoke and then I just start thinking like, oh, I could do this as a number and this, 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 and this, and this, and I could start doing this and I could do like this with the, these backup dancers. But then I also started thinking like, okay, ain't no drunk bitch on a Saturday night wants to see me do a, a fucking production piece. You know what I mean? So I knew Bitch Fest was the place to do all that. Mm. So as soon as I got like accepted to Bitch Fest and I started getting these concepts, I, oh my God, my mind was just going everywhere. I was just like, this is exactly what I signed up for. Like I signed up for these like extrav- extravagant challenges where I, where I could be like pushed to my limits and shit. I remember my first week was who, who you are. So that I danced, but oops, <laughs> that I danced too. So I was like, okay, but this is what I do. The second week was the comedy challenge. I failed horribly. So I knew I can't <laughs> do stand <laughs> So I know I can't do stand up. <laughs> The third week was the, um, it was a mime week. Um, so we had to perform the five minutes of mute. Bitch, I said, oh my God. I said, what the fuck am I going to do? I said, how do you perform five minutes of silence? I said, what do you do to that? Bitch, I rolled a joint. <laughs> I had all my, I had acrylic nails on. I took all my acrylic nails off, rolled the joint, and then put my nails one by one back on. And that was five minutes. I said, oh my God. I said, well, like, when do you think of shit like that, you know? I was like, this is why I wanted to do bitch fest. And then the finale, it was like, a, it was another artsy number. I didn't do no dancing or nothing. But I remember the finale of my month. Oh my God, the finale of my month was extra cunt because literally I had no shade. I had like no support, like personal support. All like my closest friends were gone because they had other gigs and other places and other states and shit. So I had like, like my close circle in a sense. I didn't have like my personal close circle, but I had like support from the crowd. I, I knew I had a bunch of friends in the audience still, but like that close net, I didn't have none of that. So I was very nervous about my month. Um, no, I was very nervous about my finale, but I just remember right before going on, I had show pointing my number. I remember just looking at show pointing and being like, you know what? I got this. I was like, I, I got this. And it just so happened. I decided to, I, I went last. And right as the fourth person was going on, here comes walking in Sasha Valor, Serena T, Verne Renaud, um, Miss Malice, like all, all the, the divas start coming in and they sit down. Look, like right as the fourth person is going on. So literally the night is almost done. All that's left is me. And they're walking in halfway through this number. So as, as soon as that happened, I was there like, oh, I won. I was like, oh, I, I won. <laughs> I was like, oh, I won. I was like, I got, I got this audience here. I'm about to, I'm about to fucking turn this ballad. I was just like, I just know it. I was like, I feel it. And I only, <laughs> I literally, I only felt that way during Bitch Fest. Like I've never felt like I have to like give my all, you know, a little cat kitty cat cat here and there. That, that, that comes naturally to me. But like to give emotion and all that shit, like, and, like truly feel like art that I can only felt at Bitch Fest. That's like the finale was also so scary. The finale with everybody. Oh my god, I I lost the finale boots. I failed. I, did I, not was, fail. I don't think you no, did though. You did I don't but think I tell you, did. I I lost boots. I was so embarrassed. I did cry a little. Mm. No. I Why? Made sure, I made sure nobody see the. I, oh my god, literally everything about the finale. Like I fell multiple oh, well, times. Whatever. It's I couldn't. I, I couldn't perform in like the the outfit I was wearing to the number that I sent at first. Didn't you hurt your and, leg tonight? 
No, yeah, I heard. Uh, I twisted my ankle at brunch in the morning. Yeah, yeah. Oh then don't beat don't, don't beat yourself up about that. Right? I didn't even know no, that. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, I, literally, at brunch, I twisted my ankle and I broke my pleaser, so I had to run all the way down to Purple Passion, buy a new pair of shoes, go all the way back to Mams, de drag, re get in drag, get all my shit on, pack my bags, get everybody's shit in place, and then go straight to coming everybody. So that's why I was really, really stressed that day. So like the fact that I fell, like that threw my that threw my entire head game off. Like during my number, I felt like so off. But I, I knew I wasn't winning the finale. I, I knew it. <laughs> Diva. And Max no. Love was also very cut. Max Love literally <laughs> yes. ate the finale. So he he got that. He got that one. He literally watching his number, I said, Oh, I lost. <laughs> it was very cut. But uh, it was a good time overall. Yeah, I don't beat yourself up about that I, I i remember the night of you're very like i i remember talking to you because you're very like nervous and upset and i'm just like cool uh, it's just it's just the show just give a show and you'll give I a know. show you're fine no you I, did great I, I, as an audience member i didn't even know any of that had happened but this is what i was saying this also comes back into like professionalism and like i'm not gonna mm-hmm. let anybody else see that it's like i'm no, feeling no. this way but i'm feeling this way and that's also another thing, like if I'm, oh, this kind of ties back into working as a full-time artist. If I'm feeling some type of way, if I'm feeling some type of way with B, I'm not giving that shit to C, D, E, F, G, you know? Like that has nothing to do with anybody else. So if my feelings, wherever I'm feeling, you may see it on my face, but I'm not going to give that to nobody else. So that's also something that I pride myself in. So like if I'm at a gig and I feel some type of way, y'all not going to feel some type of way because I feel some type of way. We're all still going to have a good time. So it's like, you see, I could be a bitch. I could be uh, like a bitch in a bitch mode, but I'm not going to be a bitch to you. I'm just going to be a bitch to myself. Mm. Okay. So this is just shit like that. But no, yeah, bitch fest was one of the most stressful nights of my life. <laughs> well, hey, I-, I liked your number. <laughs> I thought it was fun. great. I loved your number. So I-, I don't think you should be so hard on yourself, Thank but you. I-, I-, I- I'm also hard on myself. So I get it. <laughs> I know, we're just perfectionists. What's your zodiac yeah. sign? Uh, Aquar- I, aren't we both Aquariuses? Are no, you Aquarius? I'm a Capricorn. Oh, you're a Capricorn. Capricorn. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I know you're. Yeah, was, you're close. I was like, I you're feel close. like our birthdays are close. That's why I asked. I was like, yeah. Yeah, I feel like our zodiac signs are close. Yeah. Well, me and Caitlin's are right next to each other. We're literally <laughs> day apart. <laughs> oh yeah, day apart. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm more. I, I guess I'm a cusp. Yeah, you're more cusp. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Then yeah, but say lovey. The last thing I wanted to talk about, just like briefly, uh, I know you got into wig styling. Ah! <laughs> Honestly, do it. I I hate doing wigs, but I love dyeing wigs. Something about making like a a basic wig so colorful is so much fun. I literally, I smoke the most amount of weed, and instead of like coloring a color book. I color a wig. <laughs> like I'll just grab my hairbrushes, my little dyes. I have literally a bunch of bottles of Adore that they're kind of like toys to me now. Like every time <laughs> I add a new one to my collection, I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> literally to all the divas. Most most of my friends have some of the wigs I make. I literally, if y'all want a colorful unit, I love just I love doing that. I love dyeing wigs. My favorite are like the Lisa Frank looking ones. Oh yes! Oh, I gave that wig away to my friend. Take another one. <laughs> Honestly, I am a I am a full time drag queen. I do not have the funds to be just buying wigs. Uh, that's true. Tea. Good point. Tea. Good point. Um, you will one it. day. You'll yeah. make enough. No, one day, one day when I start getting weeklies and shit. Yeah. 
Oh, that'll come. That's I don't think it, you're very. Later. I don't yeah. feel like it's very far off for yeah, you, especially in your than style later, of <laughs> drag. Yeah. yeah, I know. That's what I have to. I have to remind myself, like, bitch, you're only 22 years old. Like, I'm and like, working in like one of the most competitive like drag scenes and being successful, you're fine. <laughs> don't. Thank yeah. you. Thank the you. weekly <laughs> will come. The weekly yeah. will come. No, um, thank you. Wait. Athena, before we close out this section, can I tell you my read from Bitch Fest? Because it relates to your wig style. Oh, absolutely. Please, go for it, please. <laughs> I had two reads for you, but I, I thought this one was funnier. But um, I was going to be like, me and Athena, we often have like communication issues. I'll be like, hi, Athena, how's your day? And she'd be like, yeah, thanks, it's human. <laughs> Okay, I did good. <laughs> I fucking love that. Oh my god. No, the read stars me are so funny. <laughs> fucking psoriasis told me their read towards me also, and I forgot. Uh, oh, oh god, she had a great one for me. I was upset. <laughs> you, oh, oh my god. Okay, I remember. Wait, do you remember the one that she said to you? Yes. Um, it was Martira identifies as a gender. A gender I wouldn't near be near. <laughs> <laughs> yo so rice is killed because okay I, mine was we were in the uber too when, we, when she told me this i said yo i wish you would have said that i did a competition where in order to be in the top two uh it was a spelling bee and of course that's why i lost a uh, bitch like me i'm pretty not tomorrow i don't know how to spell so i i misspelled the word i got eliminated and psoriasis <laughs> was in the audience so her read for me was um it was so shit like you know, she she mentioned the gig and she was like, you know, I, I witnessed Athena trying to spell and it just reminded me of Zava's comprehension with the English language, some shit like that. It was, it was a double read where she came at me and Zava and I was in the car like, <laughs> 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 I was like, oh my God. I said, Matt, you coming for the both of us. <laughs> oh my God. I really I said, wish I, we had the reading challenge. I wanted to hear them all. Oh, I did not have any reads at all. So I was oh. like, God. Like, I had actually, I had one planned for everybody. Uh. <laughs> the good thing about having Mam, she has a friend, but she was definitely telling me different things. Oh my God. Yeah, you should get Mam to write all the reads. Oh, okay. She, <laughs> okay, I have I <laughs> I have my truth read here. Please, please, please. It, it, please. Was, it, was, it was definitely not from me. Please, I want to hear it. This is Martyr, or I like to call her, or I like to call her not titled. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> and on that note, we are taking our last break. <laughs> we'll be right back, kid. We'll be back. Bye. Oh my god. <laughs> wig, did you just say wig? Wig, okay. I know. Wig. I feel that already. Wig, okay. Wig, did you just say wig? Wig, okay. I am ready for my wig go flying and we're back we're back mm-hmm. i'm gonna ask a question oh okay <laughs> it's, it's caitlin's question but I like it's my question it. yeah athena do you think you'll ever be on drag race or dragula 
or Camp Wanakiki or We're Here. What are your thoughts? Not We're Here. (laughs) (laughs) On (laughs) Painted by Hmm. Raven. Uh, Honestly, in today's in, in today's eyes not I, I i definitely would want to do drag race i absolutely would want to do it um i'm not like one of those girls to be like i'm just doing drag to doing to get on drag race mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. i don't know drag has just taken such like a toll on my life over like the last two years especially being like a local girl if you was to ask me in high school i would be like oh that is what i want to do that is what i want to get on that is what i'm aiming for Mm-hmm. but now that I'm in like the local scene I like I see everybody and like I see now when the divas leave and when they come back and everybody's different opinion on it is so I think if, if I was in like the right mindset and also the right financially I would definitely do drag race I would mm-hmm. do drag race for like a career move I would do Dragula and Camp Wanakiki for funsies <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I know you like Camp Wanakiki so I could totally like see you I, you know, I, I literally just went camping this weekend <laughs> I, I literally the, the wilderness but to be in drag I was like ooh. but no I would do camp on a kiki for like funsies like you're telling me I could do archery and drag like come on Katniss Everdeen boots <laughs> oh wait I kind of need to see that now um right. okay I'm camping no, Dragula, for you Dragula is so camp I, I, I would do it but honestly I, I hate horror I hate horror movies. I hate, oh. I don't watch them. They scare me. Like I can't even watch Grey's Anatomy. Like blood <laughs> scares me and all that. But like I, the gothy, punky, cuntiness side of Dracula, that's me boots. <laughs> Audience, you can't see, but she did a body roll. <laughs> she, <laughs> she said that. <laughs> Caught her out. <laughs> well, yes, I did. <laughs> Oh my god. So do you have any upcoming projects to promote? I think you're doing Bushwick. What's happening there? I am. I'm making my Bushwick debut finally this year. I went to the one last year part of Miss Mamshi's number. But this year, me and Piper, we're gonna double headed on and we're gonna do a duo. Or probably we kind of want to do something like really funny. So it's kind of gonna be like really camp for us. But no, I definitely have Bushwick coming up that I'm planning on. I'm just bouncing around New York City at the moment. I'm just accepting whatever I could get. You know, this is like my home and shit. So I just love working everywhere at every bar. I I want to start, one of my goals this year is to perform at $3 Bill. I have never performed there yet. So I I can't believe that. That's actually crazy to me. (laughs) I know. I've literally never been booked at $3 Bill. I've never did a tip spot at $3 Bill. I would love to do one. So that is, that's what I'm aiming for next. That's what I want to do next with my career. Achievable. Um, Absolutely. 100%. What's the best advice you've been given about drag? Honestly, the best advice I've been given was your time is going to come when it comes. And I, I've slowly been like seeing that I'm, I'm somebody who like, I love drugs so much. I want everything to be given to me. I want every opportunity, like right now, like that. Da, 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 da. But at the same time, you have to be like really realistic. Like I, I like how I'm working right now where all my gigs are like spaced out a little bit because that gives myself like time to heal. So like being told your time is going to come when it comes. Like, honestly, 
just listen to that boots because if I'm working nonstop every day, I'm just making myself feel worse. Like if I have an injury on Thursday and I keep performing heavy till Sunday, by the time next Thursday comes around, I can't even get out of bed because I'm injured. Like my foot is all swollen and shit. So I like taking my time with everything. I feel like slowly when everything comes to me, I can have fun with it, show what I got, and then relax, refresh my body, restart, head back to feeling 100. So when you take your time with everything, like everything's going to come out right. Absolutely. I've, and boots. And boots. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, 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 I generally feel like a lot of performers don't have that like mentality either they're always like hungry or like asking for like why wasn't I booked for that show kind of thing but it's mm-hmm. just sort of like it'll come you gotta be patient it's like you know honestly everybody's art is very different and everybody's mobility is very different mm-hmm. so it's all depending on the, sh- the show also so it's like I definitely I can 100% understand like oh why wasn't I booked for this because I've seen shows that I wanted to be a part of Mm-hmm. but I haven't been and I've seen mm-hmm. people in shows that I'm just like oh like why are they there why am I not like you know just jealousy honestly because mm-hmm. we all feel that hello we're humans yeah but then I have to look at the artist and I'm like mm, do I even perform this artist no I don't so why am I complaining so it's like it's just stuff like that like you just you're kind of just like drag hungry where you just want to do everything but it's yeah. like there's a time and place for you and like for a certain show you know it might not be for Hillary Duff, but it could be for Selena Gomez. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, time and place for everything, honestly. I'm more of an Ally and AJ girl, but... Um... Oh, you're not living <laughs> till you're living. <laughs> <laughs> well, I feel like at some point you'll get to the point where you're the one producing the shows, you know? Yeah. Oh, that oh. is so true, but I'm also scared because that sounds like money. But you, you'll be making more money. Okay, that's true. No, New York City is so different. Like, New York City, the, the places actually give you money to promote the shows in other states. It's not like that. You got to produce everything, like, from your own pocket. That's yeah. so crazy. So that's why I'm like, ooh. But you no could comment. do it. <laughs> right. One day. So, oh, but actually, that's also a good thing. Like, time and place. Producing shows, like, so early on. Like, I've been doing drag for a month and change, like, almost two years. I don't necessarily feel like I even have a following or like, uh, for lack of a better term, like a fan base, so to say. Yeah. Like, if I produce an event, who the fuck is going to come? Like, who the <laughs> Me, fuck bitch. do I know? Me. Me. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank, thank you. Thank you. But like, you know, like, what, what, if we, what if y'all are working this day? Like, I can't. Put an event and be like i want other drag artists to come because other drag mm-hmm. artists are working you have to, like i feel like there's a time and place where you work enough where people audience members like community members they start seeing you they start having a love for you so they start wanting to go to your shows because mm-hmm. you know there could be another drag artist in the audience but you know that drag artist is struggling with money just as much as much as you yeah. so they came to your show but are they going to tip you down no, I don't expect them to because I know how hard you work for your money. Your money is your money. I'm here trying to make my money. You know what I mean? So it's like, mm-hmm. you could have a bunch of broke drag artists in a room that they're going to sc- give you all your love and attention, but you're not, you're still not pulling like the community or like the audience where like other 
where your other type of funds are going to come in for tipping and all that. Yeah. So I feel like it's definitely like, you just got to put yourself out there, not like in a month and be like, oh, I'm friends with all these people. They're going to come. No, you got to put yourself out there for a while. Like you just, you got to connect with people. You got to meet people, not just talk to drag queens, talk to the community, talk to everybody. Literally like just build friendships and shit. And then they can start coming to your shows and shit like that. You're actually going to have like a following. I feel like I'm definitely not in a place right now where if I produce a show, I'm going to have a following come up and sell out a room. I might sell like mm-hmm. 10 tickets. I think I'm likable to 10 people that they'll come. But you know, that's what I'm like. It's a time. I think in time though. I think in time. That's what, oh, you're going to get time. to that point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I definitely believe in over time. I'll give it like two years maybe. Yeah, why not? Absolutely. Uh, down two, <laughs> another two. There you go. It's like, it, it's, a, it's, it's a business at the end of the day. It truly is, you know? 100%. Um, is it my turn? Yeah. Is it my question? <laughs> my question? Mm-hmm. Should I do it since I, you took my question? Sure, if you want to. Yeah, yeah do it. I, I don't I don't want to. Okay. <laughs> Athena. Can you tell us a tantalizing tale of nightlife? Something crazy that you've witnessed or experienced? Something oh, juicy. Absolutely. I can't wait. <laughs> Can we bleep out words? <laughs> if you want me to, I can try. I can beep out names. Maybe not words, but I can beep out names. <laughs> you, I mean, whatever you want. Okay. I'm going to say drugs. So, no, no. Oh! So, no, literally, this okay. past Thursday, this past Thursday, I, <laughs> I made my debut at the very first show I've ever went to go see when I turned 21 in, in a bar in Hell's Kitchen. But it's a club, actually. It's a club in Hell's Kitchen that I did a show at. And, oh, my God, just being there was the definition of working in New York City nightlife. Like, the way everything went down. The the show went fabulous. It was great energy. But, you know, it's always after the show. Whatever happens at the afters. But that's when it gets a little crazy. Like, oh, we in Manhattan. So I was in this bar. And I don't necessarily drink, but I, I said, tonight, I'm going to get fucked up. I had a few too much to drink. I had a real good time. Then I did a, I did some edibles. Then I went to the bathroom with um, my drag mother. We, we had snow on the beach. You know, <laughs> you know all that fun jazz. And then we, then we decided to top it off by going outside to smoke. We said, let's go, let's go. So we are feeling all, well, me personally, I'm feeling all these different wavelengths of all these different, like, (laughs) funsies, activities, and all that shit. Boom. We head outside. There are, like, two ambulances, five cop cars. We are standing there like, what the fuck is happening right now? We're standing there smoking a joint. Boom. We find out that one of the security guards punched a Patreon in the face and knocked the, the fuck out that there was a pool of blood on the floor because this person was just dripping. But by the time we got out there, the guy was already up and now he's just screaming. And they're just like having a screaming match back and forth and all these cops are here and they're trying to check on him. And other security guard is going crazy and all this shit is like happening. And we're still just standing there smoking this joint. And every, there's like a whole bunch of people who are just screaming back and forth. I guess some people witnessed it, some people didn't everybody's just 
you know, it's a game of telephone, you know, it's just what is happening and everybody's just channeling like through it, like um, through each other's ears. And then out of nowhere, all you see is one of the security guards getting arrested because they started like acting crazy. They're like, they're screaming, they're doing the most. And then boom, a whole bunch of cops circle around them and then they got arrested and taken away. I was standing there like, what the fuck Oh just my happened? God. <laughs> literally, so much happened at once because this literally all happened in like a span of like 10 minutes also, I think. Where we were kind of just standing there. It was kind of gaggy, but I was like, you know, this is what it's like working in that life. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god right i was i was was worried the cops were like there to like bust the club or something oh my god (laughs) oh my god honestly i i was definitely out there off the chains being like they're gonna come for me they're gonna come for me (laughs) (laughs) but i was hiding behind everybody definitely oh my god oh my god (laughs) jesus but Um, that was what that was a very eventful night (laughs) it just reminded me like oh my god i'm in new york city like what a night oh what a night what a night literally not even joking one of the best nights of my life (laughs) i love hearing that though good for you and and then the next morning i caught an 8 a.m train to go into the woods to go camping (laughs) i'll i'll save that for after um (laughs) caitlin close us out okay so you talked a little bit about where you want to bring your drag but what do you want to bring your drag in the future? Like your ultimate like plans and goals and dreams? Um, honestly, I, I love traveling. I've actually this year a lot. I traveled a lot with my drag. I was able to go to Philadelphia. I went to Chicago. I went to LA with my drag. I performed at two of those three spots, but I just want to travel and like meet new people. I, I lived in New York City all my life to where the point where I'm like, okay, what's next? Well, you know, if I go see a field of just trees and nothing, I'm so happy. I just want to travel. And like the fact that with drag, I could travel like to other other states or even out of the country, you know, I could travel to different places, meet new people, like enjoy new things. Like I go to Philadelphia and I get excited to see if there's a Wawa you know little shit like that just brings me so much joy so in the near future I just want to keep traveling I just want to I only live once there is a whole world to see and if I can have fun with drag and then witness all these new experiences with people that I love meet new people that is literally just going to bring me like the most joy that is literally exactly why I'm doing drag I love, I love that. that. I love that. Oh my. Thank I love you. that for you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Not I love that for you, shady bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Take um, me with you. Yeah, no, right. Go you. I'm no, right, Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> let's all go. Road trip. Um, Athena, thank you so much for joining yeah. us. Ah, no, pleasure. Thank you so oh. much for having me. Of course. Where can the kids find you on, on the line? Oh, yes. My Instagram is it's the Athena. That is I-T-S-T-H-E-A-T-H-E-N-A. And if you want to see me being a menace on Twitter, my Twitter is the Athena NYC. That is T-H-E-A-T-H-E-N-A-N-Y-C. Thank it's you. A good, it's a good Twitter. That Twitter is unhinged. <laughs> unhinged. It is very, it is very it's a good Twitter. smokeable. Let's start tweeting. <laughs> Let's start tweeting. 
Um, thank you again, babe, for joining us. It's, it's been a pleasure. Yeah, long time coming. I know. Um, well, I was Martyr. I was C. Tepper. And this was Wicked Bye, kids. Bye. I'm C. Tepper. You can follow me on Instagram at C-T-E-P-P-E-R and read my book, The State of Drag, where I interviewed 175 drag queens from around the world. All proceeds go to charity on Amazon.com. Ooh, I love that. You can follow me on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at DragTheMartyr. And if you have any thoughts, comments, dick pics, send them to DragTheMartyr at gmail.com. Listen, rate, and review us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Google Play, and Pandora. And catch up with past episodes on Work.com. That's W-E-R-R-R-K.com. Artwork for Wigging Out was provided by Glitter Baby Online. That's Glitter Baby Online. Thank you. (laughs) 